Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Witches. Do you know what chapter we're on? Mm-hmm. What? Well, no, actually. Okay, take a guess. If you were to guess what chapter we're on. Five. Nope. Six. Seven. Ten? Yes, ten. Really? Where have you been, child? Asleep. And I, there's no number, so I don't care. I know. I'm only, I, I've been like, duh, I'm just going to look at the last recording. <laughs> All right, the witches. Bruno Jenkins disappears. Bruno Jenkins disappears. The Grand High Witch was staring to, starting to talk again. I am now going to prove to you, she said, that this recipe is working to perfection. I'm not going to roll my R's every time because it's like intense. You understand, of course, that you can set the alarm clock to go off any time you like. So it does not have to be nine o'clock. So yesterday I am personally preparing a small uh, quantity uh, small quantity of the magic formula in order to give you a public demonstration, but I am making one small change in the recipe. Before I am roasting the alarm clock, I am setting it to go off not to nine o'clock in the morning, but half past three the next afternoon, which means half past three is this afternoon. And that, she said, glancing at her watch, wristwatch, is precisely in seven minutes time. The audience of witches was listening intently, sensing that something dramatic was about to happen. So what am I doing yesterday with this magic liquid? Asked the Grand High Witch. I will tell you what I am doing. I am putting one droplet of it into a very squishy chocolate bar, and I am giving it a bar to a very repulsive, smelly boy who was hanging around the lobby hotel. The Grand High Witch paused, and the audience remained silent waiting for her to go on i watched this repulsive little brunette gobbling down a squishy bar of chocolate and then when he had finished i said to him was that good he said it was great i said to him would you like some more and he said yes so i said i will give you six more chocolate bars like that if you will meet me three tomorrow afternoon six bars cried the greedy little swine i'll be there you bet i'll be there so the stage is set he shout, shouted the grand high witch the proof of the pudding is about to begin do not forget that i am roasting the alarm clock that I am roasting the alarm clock yesterday, and I am setting it for half past three today. It is now, she glanced again at her watch. It is now exactly 25 minutes past three, said the nasty little stinker, who will be turning into a mouse in five minutes' time should this, at this very moment, be standing outside the doors. And by gum, she was absolutely right. The boy, whoever he might be, was already rattling the door handle and banging on the doors with his fist. Quick, shrieked the Grand High Witch. Put your wigs back on. Put your gloves. Put on your shoes. 
There was a great rustle and bustle of wigs and gloves and shoes when I saw the Grand High Witch herself reach for her face mask and put it over that revolting face of hers. It was astonishing how that mask transformed her. All of a sudden, she became once again rather a pretty young lady. Let me in, called the boy's voice from behind the doors. Where are those chocolate bars you promised me? I'm here to collect them. Dish them out. He is not only smelly, he was He's greedy, said the Grand High Witch. The remove the chains from the door and let him come in. The extraordinary thing about the mask was that that its lips, lips move quite naturally when she spoke. You really couldn't see. It was it was a mask at all. It was one of the witch. One of the witches leapt to her feet and unfastened the chain. She opened the two huge doors. Then. I heard her saying, hello, why, hello, little man, how lovely to see you, how you have come for your chocolate bars, have you not, they are ready for you, do you come, oh, oh, do come in, the boy is wearing a white t-shirt and gray shorts and gym shoes, and he entered the door, I recognized him at once, he was a boy called Bruno Jenkins, and he was staying at the hotel with his parents, I didn't care for him, he was one of those boys who is always eating something whenever you meet him. Oh, he's like, what's the guy from Willy Wonka? Oh, um, I forget. But, uh... Oh, gosh, the only only one I always know is Veruca Salt, because we used to call Molly Veruca Salt. Um... Molly's Pey- uh, Peyton's older sister. Because Molly was n- naughty. She was rotten. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> well, anyways, what? him. Pass him the court. Wait, wait, meet him. A small boy was wearing a white t-shirt, called him Bruno, blah, 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 parents. I didn't care for him. He's uh, eating something. Whenever you meet him, meet him in the lobby hotel, and he is stuffing sponge cake into his mouth. <sighs> Pass him in the corridor, and he's fishing potato crisps out of a bag by the fistful. Catch him. Catch sight of him in the hotel garden, and he is wolfing down a dairy milk bar and has two more sticking out of his trouser pocket. What's more, Bruno never stopped boasting about his father, how his father made more money than my father, and that they owned three cars. But worse than that, yesterday morning, I found him kneeling on the flagstones of the hotel terrace with a magnifying glass in his hand. There was a column of ants marching across the flagstones, and Bruno Jenkins was focusing the sun through the magnifying glass and roasting ants one by one. I like to watch him them burn, he said. That's horrible, I cried. Stop doing that. Let's see you stop me, he said. At that point, I had to push him with all my might, and I, he crashed. I'd, I'd grab the magnifying glass. I know. At that point, uh, I pushed him with all my might, and he crashed sideways into the flagstone. His magnifying glass had splintered into many pieces, and he had leapt up and shrieked. My father is going to get you for this. Oh, it looks like this guy's a little a little ween, huh? Ugh. Yeah, and our main character is a little hero. He's a little ant hero. Is gonna I'm gonna is my father's gonna get you for this? What a I can't say it. Then he ran <laughs> Yeah, what a bee hole. <laughs> oh, they said bee hole. <laughs> then he had run off, presumably, to find his wealthy dad. That was the last time I had seen Bruno Jenkins until now. I doubted very much that he was about to turn into a mouse, although I must confess that I was secretly hoping that it might happen. Either way, 
I didn't envy him being up there in front of all those witches. Darling boy, cooed the the grand high witch from up on the platform. I have your chocolates all ready for you. Do you come... Do come up here first and say hello to all these lovely ladies. Her voice was quite different now. It was soft and gentle and absolutely dipping, dripping with syrup. Bruno was looking a bit bewildered, at, but he allowed himself to be led up on the platform where he stood beside the Grand High Witch, and he said, Okay, where are my six bars of chocolate? I saw the witch who had let him quietly led him quietly, putting the chains back on the door handles. Bruno didn't notice this. He was too busy asking for chocolate. The time is now one minute before half past three, announced the Grand High Witch. What the heck is going on, Bruno asked. He wasn't frightened, but he wasn't looking exactly comfortable either. What is this, he said. Give me my chocolate. Thirty seconds ago, the Grand High Witch, gripping Bruno's arm, Oh, 30 seconds to go. Um, oh, did... Wait a minute. Did she give him the chocolate with the stuff in it already? I don't know. No, no not yet. Okay. I, okay. I know. I, I'm confused because she shouldn't even give it to him yet. Okay. 30 seconds to go, cried the Grand High Witch, gripping Bruno's arm. Bruno shook himself clear and stared at her. She stared back at him, smiling with the lips of her of her mask. Every witch in the audience was staring at Bruno. Twenty seconds, cried the Grand High Witch. Give me the chocolate. Oh my gosh, she's so rude, shouted Bruno, becoming suddenly suspicious. Give me the chocolate and let me out of here. Fifteen seconds, cried the witch, the Grand High Witch. Will one of you crazy punks tell me what is going on or what this is all about, shouted Bruno. Ten seconds, cried the Grand High Witch. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one, zero. We have ignition. I could have sworn I heard an alarm clock ringing. I saw Bruno jump. He jumped as high as someone had stuck him deep into the bottom of the bottom. And he, uh, wait, he jumped as though someone had stuck a hat pin deep into the bottom, his bottom, and yelled, ow. He jumped so high that he landed on a table up there on the stage and he sh- he started hopping around on the top of the table and waving his arms and yelling his head off then suddenly he became silent his whole body stiffened the alarm had gone off she shrieked the grand high witch oh shrieked the grand high witch the mouse maker is beginning to work she started hopping about he started she started hopping about on the platform and clapping her gloved hands together and then she shouted this smelly brat this filthy scum, this horrid little louse, will very, very soon become a lovely little mouse. Br- oh, does, do they like mice? No, because the other ones were like screaming. Bruno was getting smaller by the second. I could see him shrinking. Now his clothes were seeming to be dis- seemed to be disappearing and brown fur was growing all over his body. Suddenly he had a tail and then whiskers. Now he had four feet. It was all happening so quickly. It was a matter of seconds, and all at once, he wasn't there anymore. 
A small brown mouse was running on top of the table. Bravo, yelled the audience. She's done it. It works. It's fantastic. It's colossal. It's the greatest yet. You are a miracle, oh brainy one. They were all standing up and clapping and cheering. And the grand high witch produced a mouse trap from the folds of her dress and started to set it. Oh no, I thought. I don't want to see this. Bruno Jenkins may have been a bit of a stinker, but I I am dashed if I want to watch him have his head chopped off. Where is he? snapped the Grand High Witch, searching the platform. Where has that mouse gone to? She couldn't find him. Clever Bruno must have jumped down from the table and scampered off into some corner or even to some small hole. Thank heavens for that. It matters not, shouted the Grand High Witch. Silence and sit down. Oh my gosh. Dude, that is so creepy. Creepy, creepy.